0: Hi guys. Hi y'all, it's been a week. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been seven days already. Yeah, so the Indala is back. And the Indala has convened. convened. And today it's just not me and Teal. We are with um three people. For the first time ever, yeah. we have a panel on the Indala. F5. So exciting um the caliber of people. Mm. Mm. I- guys <laughs> there's people who are well read there's people who are doing business there's people who are making impacts there's people who are winning souls for the kingdom um i'm so excited for today's panel and um yeah um as you as you've seen from the title they will be talking about feminism in the patriarchy and so to help us discuss this we have um Mr. Dr. Wiseman Felicio Kando. We also have activist, feminist uh, feminist ally, and podcaster Nelson Vanda the Second, and we have the baddest buddy of all buddies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the yeah. buddy
0: that other bodies look to, the in Lungu. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys can say hi to our, <laughs> to our uh, people. Hi guys. Hope you're
2: doing well.
3: Yeah,
2: that's Kando. Hi, guys. Um, I hope everybody is okay. I am glad to be here. Also glad to be the first guest here. It's an honor. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Hi, everyone. Very, okay. very happy to be here. Um, yeah, let's get right into it, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like Nathan said, we'll get right into it. Um, Tionge, what is feminism, according Hi. to you? I think for me,
4: feminism is a movement and advocates for equality between the genders. Yeah, like for equal opportunities and everything equal.
0: Okay, so uh, do you consider yourself to be a feminist?
4: Yes, I am a feminist, just not a
0: French feminist. Okay, so what type <laughs> of feminist are you? I choose, uh, I think I identify by mm. culture, cultural feminist. Yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah, like you
4: know, yeah. Um, obviously, we won't support injustice, but you know. Uh I'm just not that tough on like the radical ones. You know, I feel it's a calling. I always feel feminism is equally a calling because <laughs> You know? It's just a lot. Okay. So yeah. Sadly, <laughs> are you a feminist? Or just you know, us about what we're talking
0: about. What I was talking about the race or feminism, when are you a feminist? So um I, I think, like you said earlier, uh, feminism is an ideology that is centered on the belief and aim that women should have the same rights and opportunities as men. Okay. So, um, put plainly, I think it's just advocacy for women's rights on the grounds of right? Eh? So, or, as, you,
4: as you say, is it just about women's rights when we talk feminism or does it also include them? Uh, okay. so talking equal rights.
0: I think equality for all, okay. yeah, regardless of what gender mm-hmm. someone is. I, mm-hmm. I think equality is something that we all want. It's something that women want. It's something men want. It's something that senior citizens want. Mm-hmm. It's something that youths want. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think equality for all people. And I, I believe feminism mm-hmm. as, as a movement is... Mm-hmm. Um, subscribes to that. What they want is equality. What they're fighting for mm-hmm. is equality. Equality in the home, in the place of work, in the church, in yeah. the different spheres that women found, find themselves in. They want equality mm-hmm. in those spaces. Accessfully
4: enlightened, guys. I hope that's the same for you. <laughs> okay. So... We have types of feminists and yeah, you know, we have all these waves of feminism, guys. Please, you know, find time to just, you know, get your forward, Google.
0: Familiarize
4: me- yourself. Yeah. yeah, because it's really important
0: to just be work with all these things. Like, how are you in the world mm. and, and you don't want to know about feminism. where we are progressing. How <laughs> are you a human being in the 21st century and, and you have no idea about feminism?
4: Yeah, no. so especially to our men that just think the music is about hate speech and everything, just take time to really understand. I think I felt the same in the first place and that's why I was so hesitant. Said, oh sorry, hesitant, guys. The English.
5: <laughs> it is not
4: Englishing again. I was so hesitant <laughs> to, you know, just identify by the movement and one mm-hmm. But yeah, after I got to understand the types and everything, I think I got to appreciate the movement. Okay, so when we speak types of feminism, we have various types, and we have the popular ones, and we are just going to talk about four today. And these being the liberal, feminist, Marxist, and radical, as well as the dual system. Sally, what are we talking about when we speak liberal feminists?
0: Okay, so um, liberal feminists, uh, feminists that argue that. Uh, the desire of rights for women and girls uh, in terms of education and employment are the reasons why there's inequalities in our societies. So they attribute the, um, the failure to access uh, these rights for education and employment. They, they attribute um, the how, how do I call it? Mm-hmm. They they attribute the oppression of women to this. They think um, if women are given political freedom, if women have access to education, if they have access to employment, then they'll be able. To, then there will be equality. Okay. Yeah, and then um, with uh, Marxist feminists, they argue that uh, male domination over women is a byproduct of the current systems of production within the capitalist um, epoch. So with them, it's like women are just uh, free caretakers of children and husbands as well as the extended family They feel women uh are not have have um what's the word mm-hmm. women have not been able to be at par with, with the me? men because yeah because they are busy in the home and they are not they're hey. not out there earning money and mm, You know, participating in the economy and stuff like that.
4: All right. So, when we speak radical feminists, we're speaking um, a school of thought or a type of feminism where uh, gender equality, um, (coughs) where gender equality or the inequality that exists is seen to come from where um, men benefit from the subordination of women. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's like men are the oppressors and these are yeah guys talk co and mm-hmm. in this school guys. <laughs> like yeah. And they blame and then, the
0: patriarchy. <laughs> like, oh.
4: Yeah. So guys, are you the ones that say uh at men what? At men what what
0: what? <laughs> men are the real men Men are the reasons they're mad. Mm-hmm. Men are the reasons uh, women have been oppressed for so long. Men should just move and find their own air. <laughs> like they should
4: go
1: to war and die that side. Like... <laughs> do do you them. guys think so? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought Toko should go first.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> why? Okay, why am I going first? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh.
4: <laughs> As in, are you subscribing to that school of radical feminism right. that says men should you know men are the problem men
2: should honestly, go and not come back honestly <laughs> no. no the last part no <laughs> but the first part it couldn't be further from the truth because okay. honestly patriarchy is a problem patriarchy is the main power by the men. so honestly Every problem I face. If I haven't eaten today, (laughs) trust me, it is because of men.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. But you
2: know, honestly, yeah, Mm -hmm. radical feminism. I think Mm -hmm. maybe I even resonate with that one in particular because Mm -hmm. every inequality that we face, Mm -hmm. be it uh, gender inequalities or maybe class, race, it all borders down to the patriarchy. Okay. The, uh, uh, the, the the patriarchal system within which we live in is just built to give power to a certain type of people. And then if you look at it, patriarchy is not beneficial to even the men because patriarchy is for rich people, by the way. In case <laughs> we <order>. all <laughs> it's for yeah. rich people because how are what you poor and patriarchy? So radical feminism is the only feminism that is there. Okay. That should be their end.
1: <laughs> Real. Um, just to piggyback back off what you were saying, of course everything is deep rooted in a highly patriarchal system and within that patriarchal system exist misogynistic norms as well. Yeah. So of course I'm going to be radicalized because there are a lot of things that even I can tell you as a man that we do push certain harmful narratives forward. You know? Okay. There yeah. there there are a lot of narratives that were created and you, and people don't understand how deep patriarchy and misogyny actually go like earlier today when I was explaining how the rape laws don't include uh, men that wasn't yeah. a decision made by women predominantly okay. a long time ago only men were making the laws so men are the ones who decided men can be raped that comes from <laughs> misogyny that's like oh, we too strong and tough and hard you know, mm. for you to be raped there has to be a level of vulnerability so we decide oh no that's not going to happen so men can be vulnerable yeah Uh, no that's that's what misogyny says that's what yeah that's basically what's indoctrinated in misogyny so i don't believe in that of course uh you probably get my beliefs as we go on um but yeah she also mentioned that patriarchy isn't even beneficial to men it's actually very true so patriarchy was initially created only to benefit white men So when I see black men upholding the patriarchy, we don't really even have... Okay, we do have some benefits, of course, just for virtue of being a man, but... That um, patriarchy doesn't even benefit us as black men, to be honest. And the reason being, a lot of it has to do with how much privilege you can have. Like, yes, so as black men, we do have a few privileges here and there not even close to the privileges that white men have so for me patriarchy and ultimately misogyny uh, yeah not much, not much. as okay. uh, it should be
0: Felicia mm-hmm. I, I saw you nodding your head
1: <laughs> yeah I'm trying to get something for
0: <laughs> <me>. <laughs> okay. do, do you feel that uh, patriarchy is, is only for white people don't you think um uh, according to our african culture don't you think that african cultures promote patriarchy um i
3: think to a certain degree they do okay especially when you just put in the culture Mm -hmm. aspect of of life Mm -hmm. usually if if you don't follow the culture aspect Mm -hmm. usually it's um how can how best can i put it each man for himself <laughs> and it's like everyone is just surviving everyone is just trying to it's like even when we go back to the issue of feminism
5: mm-hmm.
3: once you remove culture
5: mm-hmm.
3: it's all about I have a job who, who, who's got money it's like there's no real balance I don't know if you get what I mean okay. but once culture comes in everything just has the the balance I don't know I, I don't know if you're trying to get what I'm saying oh. Maybe I can go explain it a little Please bit. Please explain,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, Mr. Nessa. I, I want to co- concur with what you said on the last part. You see, when, when we bring in the usually they don't even say the whites, they say the western, right? Yeah, so when we bring in the western, it's also a culture as they as say mm-hmm. compared to the African culture. Mm-hmm. So when we try to compare the two, you find that most people will tend to slide onto the African culture because that's where you are.
5: <laughs> but
3: look, we all believe in equality and
5: mm-hmm.
3: and it should just be a fair ball game. Yeah, okay. That's okay. what I believe in. Yeah. Oh,
5: okay.
0: okay. okay. I, I hear what you mean. I, I think um, I, I, I'm also of the view that um, the struggles that people face everywhere, everywhere around the world Um are different mm-hmm. they are different because we are all socialized differently mm-hmm. so um the the struggles that females in in the west go through are not the struggles that we as african women go yeah. through and then even even if we were to narrow it down to here in africa mm-hmm. the struggles that we in in the in the southern part of africa as women as men as, as young people the struggles that we go through that maybe young people in West Africa cannot identify with because their stories are different and that's not what they are going through. So, um, yeah, I I think I I concur with both um, Felicia and Nason when you say um, because of the differences in culture, there's certain struggles that we go through uh, that other people do not go through. So, um, Toko, what's your motivation for being a feminist?
2: Um, well, the first one being, because I'm a woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, yeah. So, so you mean when you're a woman, then by default you have to be a feminist?
2: Yes, because why okay. wouldn't you want a society that protects you? Why wouldn't you want a society that gives you equal rights, that gives you the same opportunities that other people are given because they are of a different gender? So. Okay. But like virtue that you're a woman, you should actually be a feminist. That is what I believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, first of all, because I'm a woman, and secondly because um, aside from being a women's rights activist, I'm also a children's rights activist, and then I'm also a youth activist. And then um, Ali was just from saying, it's like we face so many inequalities or so many forms of inequality due to di- the diverse society that we come from. And unfortunately, not to discredit other people's experiences, but other people have it worse. Okay. Me acknowledging that doesn't mean I'm discrediting somebody else's um, experience. So this is where the issue of intersectional feminism comes in. I think that's the one thing that actually motivates me to be a feminist. Wanting to ensure that all forms of discrimination are yes. gotten rid of. So uh, why do I feel the need? Because as Elia it again, um, as women from different backgrounds, we face inequality in different ways. The way I face inequality is different from the way a white woman faces inequality because uh, I have to deal with issues of gender discrimination. But the virtue of being black, as a black woman, I also have to face issues that do with um, racism. Yeah. And then we're also bringing maybe an aspect of um mental or physical disability. Well, I'm a black woman who's able. There's a black woman who has to face uh gender discrimination because they're a woman. Then they also face racism because they're black. And then on top of it, they have to face discrimination because they're disabled. So, it's all these other things. It's empathy. You put yourself in other people's shoes and then you want to be a voice for the voiceless. You want to be able to make a difference out there. So, basically, that's what motivates me to want to actually to fight um, to ensure that we end all these oppressive systems that have been in existence
4: Profound I really love that
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's that's very insightful yeah. um, I, I think uh, your explanation is is, um, is an opportunity for us to look at feminism using a different, different, a different lenses lens as, you know, we yeah,
2: yeah, know yeah. That. Like so many aspects of feminism that people don't know about but then they choose to only pick the smoke from the fire you leave the fire and then you pick the smoke
0: yeah. I think it's because uh, <laughs> they, they focus on the smoke because the smoke <laughs> has managed to spread everywhere
4: Yeah, and that's <laughs> why we have the Indava and having people like you to just shed my light and you know add value to society
0: All right. Um, uh, I think my next question is for Felicio seeing as you are a clergyman um, do you think in, in any way has contributed to uh, the dominance of of, uh, of a patriarchal society especially that um, for instance in Christendom uh, there's certain texts For example, in 1 Peter 3 verse 7, uh, there's a text that talks about how husbands in the same way uh, should be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner. Do you think that because the Bible mentions that women are weaker than men, then um, that in some way has contributed to men being dominant or feeling that they are dominant over women?
3: Okay, thank you so much. I think um, if we should bring in the religious aspect, I think there's a lot of misconception and a lot of misunderstanding of scripture. Okay. I think usually people want to get what they want to get because that's what they want to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you <laughs> just... <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, yeah. people pick the smoke and then they give yeah. the fine. yeah
3: exactly so you find someone will just get uh, let's say for example I am blessed because mm. that's what they want to hear at that point <laughs> but then if you read the whole context you find the condition may be attached to you
0: being blessed.
3: being blessed maybe you should work you should do something yeah. okay. now when we bring in the religious aspect you find that it's actually even um I don't know how to put it. It's it's even more abnormal than what people think. I think it's even beyond feminism. And okay. I'll explain that a little bit. When we bring in the religious aspect, of course, to answer your question, it has really had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. But it is due to the fact that I explained there's a lot of misunderstanding of scripture. Okay. And maybe even having wrong teachings. Mm-hmm. Because if the teacher doesn't understand what he's reading, that means <laughs> everyone else whatever blind is going man to explain at blind that game. time yes, it could be a blind man leading a, another blind man okay. but that same scripture that you've given me let me just read it out slowly so that you can get it okay. husbands, in the same way co- be considerate mm-hmm. as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as weaker partners or as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Now, if we just get it as it is, the first part, you understand that mm-hmm. the last part means a lot of things. Okay. Let's say someone is working, is um, this is like a CEO and he's employed people to work maybe in the gardening aspect and all that. We will consider the gardener as the weaker person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But when you have to follow it, he's actually the stronger person because mm-hmm. the reason you employed him outside is because you can't do it. Okay. Ah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I don't get it. Okay. So, in actual sense, the one that is even considered or said to be weaker isn't just, it's just like a name to say he's weaker in a certain aspect, but it's not that they are weaker. They are actually stronger. Mm -hmm. Now get this. This is what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And it says, treat them with respect as a weaker partner and as heirs with you. So that means if I'm going to be an heir with you, that means we are both weak. Mm I don't know if you get that. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) If you and I are going to be an heir to the throne, And if you say, treat me as a weak person, Mm -hmm. because you and I were heirs, that means somehow I'll regard you. It's it's as though there's a way that you should see a woman, not that you should belittle them, but you should see them with higher regard instead of belittling them. Because if something, if if I tell a child, if a child walks in, And I say, careful with the child there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the child is useless. All I'm just saying is, (laughs) handle that child with care. Because that child might be very weak, weaker than we think, but can be the most strongest thing that we need in this place. So in actual sense, when we're talking about weaker versus we're talking about strength.
5: Okay.
3: Ah, Let me me explain (laughs) this a little bit now get the last portion of the scripture okay. it says so that nothing will hinder your prayers mm. now how can a woman be the reason that my prayer should be hindered and yet I'm calling her weaker? it's not possible okay.
5: mm-hmm.
3: because if my prayer should be hindered because I'm not taking care of a woman that means a woman has got more power than me the man
0: okay. oh
3: yeah ah, I don't know ah! God,
0: but... man of God <laughs> The last part is time. what makes
3: everything a little bit interesting. It says, So that your prayer should not be hindered. Mm-hmm. That means there's a certain ability that God has also given women mm-hmm. that can even cause a hindrance okay.
5: to your prayers. If you, okay.
3: Now, now get this I don't know if this will even make sense for people, but you're gonna love this. If the woman should be the reason why your prayers can be hindered, that means you have to handle her with care. It's not even about equality. Somehow a woman should even be put above <laughs> a man if you have to put it in an, it is in a certain extent. I'm
0: sure the radical feminist, Toko, is happy with that
3: statement. <laughs> um,
2: uh, on the contrary, I'm not, actually. Na- okay. Now, now but, can, me, but yeah, we can go on.
3: Let me explain another verse that will support what I'm saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And God formed adam right Mm -hmm. and he put him in the garden and all that and the bible says that is in genesis chapter number two verse 20 says and there was found no one to help him now whenever you need a helper in life Mm -hmm. that means you need someone that that means you can't stand alone you need someone that is better than you Mm -hmm. Or even to a certain degree equal to you. Mm -hmm. So that means Adam, God put Adam in the place. Mm -hmm. And he saw that Adam had failed on his own. Mm -hmm. So in actual sense, when we talk about men surviving on their own,
5: Mm
3: -hmm. it is, if you look at the scripture reading, it is very much impossible for a man to survive on his own if God himself saw that Adam needs a helper. Mm -hmm. Now, the other versions even say it better. It says, help me. So that means it is someone to help him meet whatever he wants to do. So in actual sense, why should there be equality? Because even when God was creating Adam, he saw that Adam couldn't perform any other duties until a woman was also placed in the picture. Okay. So we're not talking about feminism, which is usually to deal with equality amongst the male and the females. We are simply going back to the book of Genesis. Everything is going back. And, and, and I don't know if I can say this but let me just say this mm-hmm. if, if God could see that Adam needs a helper that means even society should be able to see that a woman is a helper okay. and should be treated with the same reverence of love, respect and honor as a man
5: okay.
3: matter of fact if the garden couldn't stand on its own without a woman That means the economy, on its certain degree, cannot stand without a woman. That means a lot of things that have been misunderstood needs a woman. Matter of fact, let me end by saying this. Christ is coming for his bride as the church even the church is considered as a bride, as the woman. Mm -hmm. Imagine, instead of it being considered (laughs) as the man, God would rather even consider the church as a bride. If you really look at most of the illustrations, God talked about his coming and all that. He was only talking about women, the widows, the oil finishing. Mm -hmm. So why is a woman so much important? It's because a woman is the one that is the difference maker if you really have to follow it so women should be given equal rights as the man
5: okay
3: matter of fact if you really follow scripture they should even be given a little bit of more (laughs) (laughs) rights. but yeah just to follow up on that topic women i believe in feminism based on what read in the scripture and based on what i've just shared with you right now okay uh
0: thank you so much for that felicia so um I think from what you've said, what I've gathered is um, the, the the misconception out there that religion has uh, contributed to uh, the dominance of the patriarchy is because people do not have proper understanding of scripture.
1: Am I right? Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Nason, you've been awfully quiet. Can we hear from you? <laughs>
1: oh no, no. I was I was just listening. Um, I was going to say that. Um, it's interesting i like to see how he views scripture it's okay. uh i've never read it that way very very interesting point of view um but again just um if the question is bluntly being answered has religion added to the oppression of women yes it has um yeah. for speaking about christianity right now and of course it can it can be we have you can have the bible but we have wrong message we do we do have wrong messengers i definitely agree with that but there are also aspects that people refuse to talk about such as the mistranslation of the bible there are so many things throughout history that have been changed or mistranslated Mm -hmm. from the language it was originally written there's so much of because there was so much that was rewritten in a very 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 misogynistic time that may or may not have been changed as well Also, oh, sorry on top of like i am christian but i went through a whole period where i started studying christianity where it's from and because i'm now like i'm old now you know i want i need to know why i'm a christian i don't want to rely on my parents just told me to be one and now i'm one there has to mm-hmm. be a reason why you believe in what you believe in so I did go on this whole journey, and of course, there are a lot of there are a lot of things that are misquoted. There are some things when I explained in what way or another, they simply just don't add up for me. Um, there are certain things that also, for example, you know how we have like the Old Testament, Old Testament. How long has the New Testament been new? <laughs> That's, okay. that's an interesting you know? question mm-hmm. because look we have we had the old testament and everyone knows the old testament is very much known for being the very barbaric side of the bible it's well, a very
2: misogynistic part of the bible very
1: very <laughs> very like those are those are where you will find verses for you know where you'd find oh if she's not a virgin on the day of marriage and it's proven she's not let her be stoned to death
5: mm-hmm. and
1: no, that's why you find that's why we found the most uh, scary stories <laughs> to say, uh, in the Bible. So, there was the, then we had the New Testament that was brought about, right? And hasn't like to people actually sit down and ask, Oh, why was the New Testament brought about? It's because some of the things in the Old Testament needed to be, you know, because we now have we now had the new chance and we now had Jesus. So, my whole point with that is that you can see how dynamic it was even back then. Yeah. Because yeah. we had, because we had the Old Testament. If anything, the Old Testament should have stood if it was okay, right? But there was still a need for creation of a New Testament. The New mm-hmm. Testament was sort of matching the new times in which Jesus was, right? Okay. So, my thing is from there, it sort of just ends, and that's what we, that's what we know as new up to today. Thousands and thousands of years later, that's still two thousand. <laughs> so like that's that's basically you know that's still the new. So it's like if we still had enlightened people would there be more okay sorry i won't even get into that but let me just (laughs) (laughs) in the interest (laughs) of time yeah in the interest of time i'm just going to say my whole thing is yes it has been used as a tool for oppression Uh, it pains me to admit that as a christian of course but it's true (laughs) it has been used as a tool for oppression for a very very long time there are so many things taken out of context there are some that simply are very difficult or cannot be justified that are used to push oppression i mean at one point the bible was used to push slavery on i know you don't want to accept it but that's the truth you know it was used <laughs> to push slavery on they would come preach and tell us oh no you know obey us obey us are your masters and stuff during times like during colonial times yeah. so it has been even even back then we can see that it was used as a tool of oppression not only for women but for men as well when yeah. our colonial masters came and said because you guys are dark I think you guys just need to be slaves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so much for being dark. Yeah, just for just for your skin colour, we're going to make you slaves. And and I always say I don't believe because the only country that really had Christianity pre-colonialism was Ethiopia. Um, yeah, I think it's Ethiopia. Yeah, like That's only Ethiopia yeah. had Christianity pre-colonialism. Then the rest of us, it was sort of introduced when they when they came to colonise us and. My belief, of all beliefs, is that it wasn't really introduced to for the benefit of us to save souls or stuff like that. It was simply produced because the easiest way to control someone is not through beating, whipping, and all that. It's simply through controlling their minds, and it was used as a mind control tactic, whether we want to hear it or not. These are there; they are red, and we know the parts that they play. So yeah, it's definitely been used as a, as an um, as an oppressive tool, even if it wasn't meant to be used that way, and it's still being used that way, it's still being used that way even today, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. okay. So I, I think from from what you said, Nasson, and from what um, Felicia said earlier, I think it's it's up to us as um, people on the Indava, it's up to listeners as well to correct the narrative, to change the narrative, and make sure that this... Um, this thing which is religion that was created for good, then because of because of the evil that is in the hearts of minds of men has been has now been used to oppress women, to oppress people of colour. I think we, we should change the narrative and just do better. Because now now we know and then we've been made preview to um, this information. So, Toko, um Uh, I wanted to find out from you do you think uh, men who identify as women are setting the feminist movement backwards
2: I don't think so okay Okay. Uh, yeah I mean when you look at the definition for feminism it says equality for all genders Mm -hmm. it doesn't say for the two genders it says for all genders so modern feminism I think it's recognizes the different um, individualities that people are trying to define themselves as. So that's why even the current feminism that we're on right now, it doesn't necessarily say, uh, no, we want gender equality between men and women it states genders so whether you're female you're male whether you identify as neither or you want to identify as something else what feminism wants is to ensure that there is uh, equality for all so if a man identifies himself as a woman he he has um, a right to to enjoy uh, the rights that are that are given the same goes for somebody else who identifies for a woman who identifies as a man or for one who decides to identify themselves as neither so really at the end of the day we're all just fighting for the same thing so i don't think you identifying as the opposite sex actually as opposite gender sorry actually um sets us back i think it's just another aspect to look at as to why we need equality
0: okay so i i want nice to react to this as uh, last time I brought it up, you told me this was a conversation for another day. I guess they're another day today. <laughs>
1: okay, so the question is basically about if trans women are bringing back... I, 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 like, I like how everyone's dancing around using the term trans women. It's, they are trans women. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't believe. Because then, you would have to use that same... It would be the same argument. And you know, this is what makes me... It sort of... It, it, it pisses me off because it takes me back to same thing you know how now that there are opportunities being presented to women right like sisters women um there are opportunities being presented right and Mm -hmm. do you sometimes hear men say these women are taking opportunities away from us
2: exactly yes we hear that
1: (laughs) so now it's like so it's like oh so now they, just, there are no opportunities that can be given to people. If anyone gets an opportunity, then they are taking that opportunity away from someone. Why are not just opportunities for everyone? That's where our focus should be, honestly.
2: Exactly. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. that, that was very insightful. Uh, I don't know, Tionge would you like to react to that? <laughs> Guys, I'm
4: learning. Thanks. I'm learning. Uh, Kando...
3: Um, I think I've learned one or two new stuff <laughs> from them, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think when uh, according to Nation and Tiombe,
5: mm-hmm. I
3: think the aspect they're really focusing on is it doesn't matter which mm-hmm. side you decide mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be on mm-hmm. all that matters is that you get mm-hmm. your everything is on equal grounds I don't yeah. know if it's yeah. I'm echoing the same thing. So I think, has it, has someone, to, to go back to your question, is the switch bringing mm-hmm. down
0: the, the movement? Do you think that it's fair for, um, here's a hypothetical scenario. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a scholarship opportunity, mm-hmm. and um, the, the advertisement is saying uh, women are encouraged to apply and also men who identify as women are encouraged to apply do you think that um, when a woman who is a woman by default applies for that scholarship and a man who is a man who is a woman by choice applies for that scholarship too and then maybe they they just the they, they, exactly I
3: think,
2: can uh, I go first on
3: one to a certain degree, okay. I'll, I'll try and speak from, not from myself, but from the other woman who was who is a woman not by choice, <laughs> not by default. Yeah. I think to a certain degree, it, if the am in her shoes, she'll, she'll see it as an unfair thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the honest truth, whether we're talking of equality here or not. So is it really bringing down the movement? No. But is it affecting the movement? Yes.
5: Okay. That's
3: how I can put it. No. I, don't think I don't think it's bringing it down, but it's affecting it in a sense that even the women that are women <laughs> are not welcoming the, the ones that are switching. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah. They are not accommodating them to say, okay, this is the choice you've made. It can be all equal. Because they will accommodate them and say, okay, this is the choice you've made. We go for the same job. The other person gets picked. This one will start re- going up and down, saying this is not fair. So is it bringing it down? No. But is it being affected to a certain degree? Not completely, but just a little bit affected? I think it's been affected. All right.
2: Okay. Toko, okay. you wanted to add? Uh, okay, I'll try. It. Okay, let's look at it uh, this way i think maybe it's because i'm bordering on the intersectionality of feminism because i border so much on that we have different types of marginalization so i'm marginalized by virtue that i'm a woman and then somebody who is um, homosexual is also marginalized in a certain way they're discriminated against in a christian home like this one it's homophobia they are looked at in a certain way so to some extent they're also facing their own type of discrimination Okay. that still intertwines with uh, gender discrimination at the end of the day, and then we all end up experiencing an inequality at some point. So, um, when you look at it in the aspect of whether are they biologically female or are they biologically male, maybe. But me personally, according to the feminism that I stand for, I don't think it's unfair, because this person identifies as a woman. And just because they're not biologically they don't biologically have women's genitals, let's say, or female (laughs) (laughs) sex. doesn't mean that they get to to take away a certain privilege from me. Um, I just feel that at the end of the day, we're just trying to end a certain type of uh, discrimination. Maybe that's uh, the aspect of choice and the aspect of letting people just be who they are. So... In that instance, I really don't think it is because when we look at intersectionalities, yes, we identify each other's differences, but why are we going to let those differences put us apart? No. We identify each other's differences and then we should figure out a way of making those differences work out so that we are able to attain um, equality. So those differences shouldn't be the reason why I enjoy a certain type of privilege and why somebody else shouldn't enjoy it. No. Just Because they're a man doesn't mean you're more intelligent than me. You no, know, those, those things that's why they come in, so okay. So, I don't think it affects us in any, in any way. All right,
0: Nason, can we is, is it possible for us to advocate for equality and equity at the same time?
1: The ah, the question of all questions, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I know this question.
1: <laughs> this question always shows up okay, it so we be equal it. when
0: other people are being favoured be, so that they can be equal with the other people
1: <laughs> um, let me explain it like this right We, I, I remember we always have a conversation about choice mm-hmm. now um, I'll keep it to I know we're coming from a trans discussion but let me bring it back and then I'll keep it to cis hate men, cis hate women since that's what we're used to in Zambia right
5: yeah, mm-hmm. so we
1: can we can say that for a long time women were denied opportunities not because they didn't want those opportunities but they simply couldn't attain those opportunities right
5: mm-hmm.
1: so that means already we can tell that women have been at a disadvantage okay that means for example if we are if at a starting line right we are mm-hmm. about to do a 100 meter dash it mm-hmm. means already they've dropped off one leg for the woman the man still has his full body <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you see so now when if we say okay let's now let's go going now they will say we we'll just say let's now say the opportunities are there so that race is now the opportunity you know to get to the finish line but you've already chopped off that person's leg already we know who's going to win that race right
5: mm-hmm.
1: so it's very important to have an aspect where we say okay look, this woman's leg was chopped off. So what we're going to do to make it fair, let's now give her this prosthetic leg that will also help her run so that she has two feet. So at that way, there's, an, there's more of an equal chance of her attaining that opportunity as well. If okay. we want to look at it on the bounds of... The the, the, um, the argument that people have for me is extremely flawed because they want to look at it like women have had this right for the for this entire time. Like the rights have just been there, the opportunities exactly. have just been there and women just haven't been rising up and taking them. But we know they were oppressed, right? We know for a long time women were just baby-making factories who should sit home, or the husband is the one who goes out and gets the job. Sounds harsh, but that's the reality of what it was, right? And not even because women didn't want to, it's because they couldn't. Now, now that opportunities are opening up, of course, people need to understand that there's a lot of social conditioning, a lot of the things that we believe in that we usually accuse nature of, are literally just conditioning, right? And this, there are a lot of ways that our brains have been conditioned. There are a lot of things that we see as normal. That's why we have our normal things, abnormal things. It's just simply because we've grown up seeing this as the norm. So for them, the norm was women must stay home. That's all. Uh, just to sum it all up, yeah, we sort of need both because if we just focus on the equality aspect, it means we're using the assumption that women have had these, like they have had the same tools at their disposal as men. And that's a completely flawed one. Even up to today, it wouldn't, even today, in a more civilized world, it's still a very unfair bias. So, of course, we need equity to finally achieve our, our final goal of equality. You know, both need to work hand in hand.
4: No.
2: okay so Nissen, just a follow-up question where the oh, sorry you- yeah, yeah sorry. sorry before you do your follow-up i just have like one it's just like a sentence so just add okay. on what know what say. Mm. so um i think we look at it we'll look at uh, equality as a finish line and then okay. equity sort of the how to get there the process okay. so okay. i feel like people we have a problem with the um sorry the the fights uh, equity versus equality but it shouldn't be because equality is like the final destination and then how do we get there looking at how things have always been it's like equity is the the process through which we get to equality so it's just like one aspect that we use to get to equality
4: okay so a follow up question for you both
2: uh, so since you're saying this is
4: the destination where does the equity stop because we are looking at we don't want to have a situation where we have these women that are super empowered and then we have men lagging behind, and then we're going to proceed with this equity. So, where do you think this equity stops? Let's say UNZA has that positive discrimination of giving, okay, so give 30% to women and then the rest of the 70% people compete. So, at what point are we going to say, okay,
0: now the women are empowered? I, it. I think.
2: I think the day that we actually get rid of the patriarchal society is the day that we're going to get rid of equity because as long as we're still in in chains, as long as we're still enslaved by patriarchal systems or by patriarchal norms, Mm -hmm. at some point, women will always be disadvantaged because while we were preaching feminism yes, there's still in some places where despite um our efforts and all that, because of how we are socialized in the culture that we grew up with, certain mm-hmm. people are still uh being op- not certain people, people are still being oppressed. Even myself have been oppressed at some point. So mm-hmm. we can't tell people as to when we will stop the equity or at what point are we supposed. to? But there are certain instances where you know to say, okay, yeah, this actually requires even the equity that we give, let's say at the University of Zambia. The equity mm-hmm. that they give is giving more spaces to girls, but at the end of the day they still qualify to be there. School of natural sciences says six points for both. It doesn't say the other one should get uh maybe ten points, the other one should get one. Oh. But then they're just giving more places to girls because mm-hmm. girls are known to pop out and all that stuff because of so so and so so many things that uh, women face because of how we are raised. So to be okay. honest, as long as they- Fights uh, our patriarchal norms, then mm-hmm. we'll be able to actually say, okay, yeah, and maybe now we need to actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um,
0: and I stumbled up. <laughs> yes, me, okay. yes Say something.
1: Oh, now just really going to add on. It's, it's the answer I always give. People ask, when does the feminism <laughs> end? When does all of this end? And I always tell them, look, this <laughs> ends when oppression ends. As long <laughs> as oppression hasn't ended, then it's going to continue. Right. So, but what
4: does that mean is... to say that the 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 oppression has ended? Is it you as the feminist and like okay we're comfortable? Women are bosses and men are. At what point?
1: I think it will it will show. I'll give an example. Okay.
4: Um,
5: okay.
1: A quick one because I just want to give it in less than 30 seconds. Um, I was looking at an article where they were sort of talking about the number of lecturers, professors, and so and mm-hmm. so so in universities, right? Like mm-hmm. these were statistical numbers, and you would find crazy percentages, right? Only 80 mm-hmm. percent of 80 percent of like the overall number of all professors and all, that, all those are men, and only 20 percent are women. So it you we're know, saying when is it going to end? Like in that specific um, instance it will end maybe when we say okay at least now 49% are women 51% are men you know there will be okay. sort of there will be indicators that things are supposed to end it's like for sexual gender-based violence when does it end when the mm-hmm. cases reduce when the cases stop
3: when okay. people start
1: understanding concepts so it's that's all that all those are forms of oppression that's why my general answer is always it ends when oppression ends if oppression okay. continues it has to continue okay
0: all Right. Um, so, in the in the interest of time, <laughs> I think, are we are we going to um, uh, are we going to talk about uh, <laughs> what we stumbled upon earlier okay. in the week? Or <laughs> uh, all I right, so uh, this is this is for for you guys. Um, earlier on, uh, Tionge and I saw something about how um, since uh, women can decide to about a pregnancy, and then uh, we, we we do know that there's there's many reasons that can lead to a woman deciding to discontinue a pregnancy. So we saw something that said if women can decide to not have a baby, then a man should also be able to decide whether or not he wants to be part of a child's life. For example, um, if two people, uh, if two people have intercourse and then Uh, Conception. Uh, What's it called? Conception, right? Yeah. Yeah, So the the woman conceives, and then she she tells the man she's not ready to have the child. She can go to an abortion clinic and get rid of of that pregnancy, isn't it? But then, in a case where um, she decides to still have the child, even when maybe the man is not ready for um, for that child at that time. Uh, uh, the, what what we stumbled upon says, then the man should not be coerced into paying child support for a child that he did not want to have in the first place. Like when he
4: say after after a woman says I'm pregnant, the man says Okay, I don't want to be part of the part of this child's life, and then the woman decides to go on with the Pregnancy, have the child, and everything. If the man refuses, they are they. Okay. So now that's the question. Do you
0: think? Do you think that it's fair that they should be coerced into paying Mm -hmm. child support for a child that they clearly said they didn't want to have in the first place? If a
4: woman is able to say my body, my what? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Can can the man say my my offspring, (laughs) my money, (laughs) or something along those lines? I don't know. Kind of.
3: Okay, I think um, I'll get the other side. I think the other guys will get the tougher side. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get the easier side. The the easier side is uh, when the woman decides to get rid of the child. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I think I'm mistaken. When the the woman decides to keep the child, Mm -hmm. yet the man said he's not going to... He's not, yeah, he's not ready for the child. He doesn't want the child. He wants the woman to get rid of the child. I think, on that part, it's a very unfair on the woman due to the fact that whenever two adults come together, whether you're just it's for pleasure, it's for fun, or whatever is going on, every adult knows for one okay. fact, even from the medical aspect. Now, I think that's why I can come in with the medical aspect. Every adult knows that unprotected sex has always got a risk of a child. Mm-hmm. So whenever a child comes into the picture, and you as a man say, "I'm not gonna take part of this," in that your sense is that you shouldn't have even been a part and parcel of the sex in the first place. <laughs> okay, it was for you to enter that. But you knew where the direction <laughs> is going, okay. So I think so another
4: good. question so, are we just putting it on the man? Shouldn't the woman also know to say, Okay, then women know to say, and protected sex with this to, to pregnancy? To pregnancy? So, shouldn't she actually also take part in taking precautions? If not, she is actually also uh, as uh, responsible uh, as the man is, and the man shouldn't be.
3: Yeah, I think when, when two adults just decide to have unprotected sex, whether it's for fun or what, they know what they're doing. They they are fully aware of the consequences. Okay. But now, in the the opposite of where now I think Toko and Mister National was, <laughs> is when mm-hmm. let's say the man. Uh-huh. Decides that he wants the child, then the woman. Yeah.
0: That That's one. What Let's one, leave yeah.
3: it to Toko. That one is a very complicated <laughs> issue. Yes, I I we need radical answers.
0: <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. Last one. You can go ahead, and then uh, Toko will speak up to you.
1: Okay. Um. So I've been asked the reverse question of when um the woman the man wants to have the baby, but the woman wants to have an abortion. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I always mention this, right? Of course, there are two people. Like the baby just doesn't form out of nowhere, right? Two people make a basic sex. And I always mention, even when I'm talking to my friends, I say, look, because you took part in the act, you can def- you can give your opinion. You can you can sort of talk like yeah, you can de- you definitely have to have something to say about it, but not really a final decision. And the reason I say not really a final decision is look, you're not going to carry that child it's not you whose life is going to be on hold. Your life will basically go on. You continue going to school, you continue working, whatever. But then,
0: don't, don't you think with, with the introduction of things like, um, uh, what's it called, paternity leave for men, it means even men, if, if a man gets a woman pregnant, in this case, maybe two uh, school-going children get each other pregnant. If the girl, when the girl goes on um, maternity leave, the school boy has to go on Uh, paternity leave don't you think in that case both of their lives have been put on hold because of this baby that has been introduced into the picture especially
4: the man later has to be given the financial responsibility of this yeah that's okay
1: let me ask it like this um if today i get if i get one of you pregnant who's going to carry the child
2: me we are carrying together.
1: <laughs> Who is in Let me ask another question. Who's going okay. to give birth to the child? The woman. <laughs> whose body is going to be... Whose, whose body is going to go through the changes of having a child?
0: Of course, it's the woman.
1: And that's just my whole point. Like, yes, of course, we can talk about all these financial burdens and stuff like that, that will fall on the man. But... Your body is the one that's going to suffer through all of it, even if we can talk about paternity. But look, (laughs) I'm still going to, and I'm telling you this as a man, I'm still going to enjoy all the benefits of life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and honestly it's your life that's going to be on hold I, i'm just i'm telling you this as straight as i can other men won't tell you but that's just the truth of the matter that's why i always say the final decision of whether to abort or not is for the woman if you oh, tell i'm going to be here for you i'm going to be together and she's, and she accepts and consents and understands everything then yes you've given your part and she's accepted but if she still does not want to go down that route unfortunately that still has to be her choice because the burden, the huge, huge burden, is still going to be on the woman. Like okay. <laughs> that's just it.
2: So now, Neston, sorry, I'm not the one who's asking the questions, but let me just pick your brain. I think um I want you to actually answer it from the question that Tionge asked um Kando, where it's an instance where now it's a woman who wants to keep the baby, but the, in the, in the man bar. doesn't want to keep the baby. So do we? coherence or do we force a
0: man
1: to actually provide support for a child that he didn't want. Is it fair? Yeah. Oh that question. (laughs) Let me answer let me answer it for once and for all. Mm -hmm. I believe if Mm -hmm. a man expressly says he doesn't want to be in that child's life, Mm -hmm. don't force him to be part of that child's life. Okay. And the reason I say that is because sometimes we'll see it's the same way i tell people don't force women to be mothers as well right that's the same way i say don't force men to be don't force men to be fathers as well that's when you grow up and see these children are getting abused beaten Mm you hear the the father killed the daughter the mother the father raped the daughter and stuff like that Mm -hmm. right you hear all these different stories and that's the reason why i always say if someone doesn't want to be a parent like mm. I know it's very difficult, but please don't force them to be a parent. Like don't. Mm. All you're mm. doing at the end of the day is endangering the life mm. of that mm. child. The mm. life. That's that's what's basically what you're doing. So for me, it's, if someone doesn't want to be a parent, don't force them.
0: Mm. All right. Uh, thank you so much for that. I think we have to make mention that you guys have been an awesome panel. Unfortunately, awesome. we have. I haven't given uh, my opinion, guys. Uh,
2: <laughs> don't mind you. <laughs>
0: Okay, so
2: Choco, Choco you can, you can <laughs> wait in before we go. In a minute, Joko. <laughs> okay, uh, i will be as quick as possible. So I am going to use maybe the logical part. Um, okay. Guys, rights have responsibilities.
5: Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. right
2: that they're enjoying is just not a right. It has a responsibility and a duty somewhere, somewhere. Mm-hmm.
5: So my right
2: as a woman to abort, you know, my rights, my choice, my body, my choice. It comes with a <laughs> responsibility. So if I'm given the right to abort the child when I want to, the responsibility is uh, goes the same. When I decide I want to keep the child, and then the other person doesn't want to keep the child, like it's harsh. It's a harsh truth. It's sad. But then, mm-hmm. when we had the sex, we we're not a, me personally. When I engage in, you know, unprotected sex or mm-hmm. any sex actually, I should be ready for the consequences or to deal with the consequences on my own, minus the other person, because maybe they they didn't plan for this or something like that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. my right comes with the responsibility so in an instance where the guy honestly doesn't want like to be a part of my child's life boy bye <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: boy bye oh, wow. um, so like I said earlier uh, unfortunately we have come to the end of this episode but um before we go I think you guys can give us a close remarks and then we'll have our more shout out for the weekend we'll find out uh, I'll start with Last nice one, yeah. <laughs> and one
1: um, Oh, closing remarks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just thank you. Thank you so much for this platform and for having this conversation. I really hope that people have been enlightened, and yeah, like it's just it's just we need to have more of these conversations just in order to destigmatize so many things that are wrongfully stigmatized in our yeah. country. So thank you so much.
2: Right. Talko. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, um, (laughs) I'm, I'm so glad (laughs) I'm part of this platform. I mean, hearing views from a male feminist ally and um, another feminist ally who is looking at it from another um, point of view, it's been enlightening because honestly, I've had being a feminist of late on this self-discovery journey that I'm on I've had issues with my religion and dealing with the fact that I'm a feminist because honestly being a Christian and a feminist is hard because it's like you're contradicting yourself on so many li- okay. I've only seen the, the 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 disadvantage the disadvantages or the unfortunate parts or the misogynistic parts of being a christian i've never really seen it in the way kando sees it and today i've actually gotten to see it um, in his eyes and then honestly it's nice so i'm glad i've been part of this platform and we really need more of these thank you thank you kando um
3: thank you so much for this platform i think these are places where you learn and relearn and unlearn certain things. (laughs) So I think for me, the three have happened to me. I've learned a lot and I've had to also unlearn (laughs) certain things that I know that uh, both Coco and uh, Nation has brought out that
5: Mm.
3: I I said I had a perspective of certain things and I've just deleted them out. And (laughs) just, you know, I think such platforms help uh, they're very educative in a way that they they don't only help the listener mm-hmm. even as who are here mm-hmm. it also develops us more because you get to interact mm-hmm. more with other people and just learn more about life in general and it's really really, really great and from the religious aspect it's so great that we've been incorporated on this episode and yeah it's pretty much amazing and It has been a great panel, great host, and yeah, I've loved my
0: time. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Our mogu shout-out for the week, Wene.
4: Okay, so our mogu shout-out for the week is 365 Events and has been founded by Luchenga Nibiru, And he designs suits or clothes generally. I don't know if you saw your maps and kiddies outfits. So the wedding, oh, it's not the wedding dress, guys. Don't misquote me. The Your maps suit, you know, all those nice outfits. This is the guy behind the work. So uh, 365 Events also manages events. They provide, you know, all that deco stuff. And they are located uh, at North Mid East Side Plaza. And they also have uh, a store in Comesa. They sell retail suits. Yeah. and yeah you can catch Luchenga on on nine six four one seven seven four nine five, and just do look out for our Instagram post and you'll be able to get more information on our business mobile for this week
0: alright um, <laughs> I, I think there's nothing to add there's Thank nothing you. to subtract this episode has been amazing I, uh, we didn't even want to cut it again. <laughs> like you'd notice that it's so long <laughs> but hey it's because there was so much, so much learning going on like like uh felicia said we've learned so much and, and learned. learned and we've. Uh, it's just been so informative and i think as the snts in gara we are so grateful to our panel you guys have been so intentional you took time out of your busy schedules to just come and be a part of this you came with your knowledge you came with your humor mm-hmm. you came with everything good with, with the vibes and everything and for that we are so grateful uh we hope this will be as much of a blessing as it is to us as the Indava mm-hmm. as it will be to our listeners right mm, yes. yeah and um we'll see you guys next week <laughs> what are you talking about next week though Okay, so <laughs> okay yeah. you you people should just be on the lookout. Yeah. On the lookout it's gonna be. Fort, 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 Plus, fort. you need a minute to digest today's episode. Eh? Yes. You just need a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, thanks again and we're out. Bye
4: bye. Guys, you don't want to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
2: right. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye
5: bye.